Welcome to Indelible Logos. We are going to give you the words that are going to make a lasting impression. Hey everybody, welcome to Indelible Logos. This is Tiki and I am here today with my hubster. Can you believe that? My hubster, Francis Duran. Good evening. How y'all doing? <laughs> we are just coming on for a few moments today because Francis and I are celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary. And I thought for the new year, what better way to kick it off for my first 2022 podcast than to have him on here and just spend a few moments with you guys. Yes, it's my pleasure to be with you guys as well. And I've been hearing a lot of good things about the... Our podcast? Our podcast, sorry. <laughs> I just went blank for a minute. <laughs> yes. So I think uh, a lot of people who already know us pretty much know our story. Uh, but for some of the others who may not, Francis and I met... Um, we were both working part-time at Staples in Yonkers and my full-time job at the time was working as a bank teller uh, where Staples had an account and they would come in and cash their paychecks uh, sometimes and so I had wanted to get some extra money and was already friendly with the general manager at the time and asked him if they had any openings and he said yes that he'd love to have me I filled out an application and I don't know how much time passed, but I ended up going over and working for Staples, where I met Mr. Francis Durand. At the time, he was introduced to me as Frank, and uh, that's how I knew him. But we have, like, I don't know, how many other Francis Frank's versions there? We have a handful. Yeah, there was, was there was like Frankie, another Frankie, Frank, a Francis, and, and a Frank. Yeah. Um, and so where did you work? Well, I worked in two different departments at the time. So I worked at the, as a, um, the furniture department at first. And then after that, then I transferred to the copy center right next to the front door area at Staple. Well, that's where I remember meeting you. But actually, yeah, the copy center, not the customer service. I <laughs> so, met yes. you, you were working at the copy center. And there was a woman there. What was her name? Hilda? Heidi. Heidi. Uh, who I remember my first day going, I was being shown the employee area where you had to go through the back door, down the stairs, and there were like some lockers, and there was like a little break room and everything. And I just remember passing you guys. I think you and her worked together quite a few times. Every uh, afternoon we worked together as the uh, afternoon shift as well, yes. And uh, you were speaking Spanish with her and so I remember thinking my first thought was that oh he's Dominican <laughs> and didn't find out until much later that that was not actually true <laughs> no it's not I was able to um kept the language from school and uh, I grew up in the Bronx at the same time so a lot of majority of my friends are Puerto Rican so we hang out together so I kind of picked the language while I was in school as well but a lot of people think I was Dominican because at the time I will translate some stuff to them in Spanish, and they will speak to me in Spanish. And one of my good friends, his name is Raymond, and we used to hang out all the time. His mom 
or she could speak with Spanish or she couldn't speak English at all. So for me to speak to her at times to ask him where's my friend Raymond is, we have to say it in Spanish. So that's how I also kept the Spanish language. So it was through a common friend of, well, actually he was my cousin Scott's friend, uh, Joe, who happened to train me and we became very close once he knew that I was Scott's cousin. And he kind of took me under his wing and he trained me as I was on cashier, uh, I don't know, for a little bit, maybe for a few weeks. And then they thought that I was really professional enough. And so I eventually went over to uh, the co- the customer service. And I remember just getting all these phone calls for Francis um, at the time. He was still frank to me. And, um, you know, he was just overly friendly, just very chit-chatty. But I definitely thought that he was like a player. I really did. Because I was just like, this guy's always got some woman calling, asking for him, or I'm transferring phone calls and everything. But long story short, we, we because of Joe, there was like this group um, that used to always go hang out and do all these different things, whether it was bowling, going to the movies, um, going out to eat. Uh, they just did a bunch of group activities as you know, the part of the Staples crew. And because of Joe, I was invited to, you know, some of the things. And so that's how I initially first met Francis was because of Staples and got to know him uh, through the group of people. And I'll fast forward it a little bit. There was a few weeks after that, um, or maybe a couple of months after that, we were supposed to all go out together and slowly but surely everybody started to cancel that day. And Francis and I were both at work and I was all upset because I had bought a brand new outfit. There was a particular guy that worked there that I really liked and I was trying to impress him because we were supposed to go bowling. And so when everybody started to cancel, I was really disappointed because I was really looking forward to going out. And so I was, I, I remember going over to Francis and I was like, hey, I was like, do you still want to go do something? Like maybe we can go get something to eat or whatever. Because by this point I felt pretty friendly with him. I had been around him, you know, quite a bit. And uh, we had gone out to, we went to hang out, and we wound up going to Wendy's to go get something to eat. Yes. Was it Wendy's or it White? Was, it was Wendy's. It was, it was Wendy's. Wendy's. We had a trust of White Castle as well. I was so, just about to say, I thought but, it was White uh, Castle, but no, we it was Wendy's. Wendy's. Yes. Um, and for the first time ever, it was just him and I alone, and we were able to talk. And I was just like, wow, he's really not what I thought he was. I mean, he had always been very nice. But I, again, like I said, because of all the different females and the phone calls and everything, I just had, you know, put him in the back of my head as player. Um, <laughs> and I was able to find out from that first time with us hanging together that he was completely, totally not who, you know, I thought he was. And we, after that, I think we just kind of, from time to time, we would just hang just the two of us. And growing up, I've always gotten along more with males I was just always more comfortable around guys than I was females and so I just kind of you know looked at him as another friend um well just just to go back a little bit as far as the all the phone calls coming in to Staples nobody asked you well well, I just want to clear just a little bit it's not as far a lot of female was calling just for me they was calling to get their copies done but at the time they know me more 
at the at the afternoon shift where I was able to cover a lot of those copies and stuff like that. And majority of them was calling and it was asking for me. And then of course she was thinking, oh, this guy is a player because now these women calling just for him, asking for Master to France, for Master to Frank, Master to Frank. But in 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 a nutshell, on that is that. Reagan, who uh, the one that she's talking about, she wanted to impress. <laughs> it was one of a good friend of mine where we always talk and hang out as well. And Reagan and I, we become bond because the fact that is I also your uh, coach uh, basketball when I was living in the, in the in the Bronx, and um, we he was one of the gentlemen that introduced me to. Um, the group of the basketball crews over there at the in the Bronx because of the fact that they needed a coach, and I told them that I was to work at the school in New York City, and I was a physical education teacher at the time. So we kind of bond on that point, and then also we work at the same place in Staple where we also used to hang out a lot, and then that's when Tiki was talking about the fact that we um, become as a group, and then we was going out and and doing some other things as well, you know. So um, it probably, I would say that all of this probably took place around, uh, I would say I started working there, I think, in either November or December of 95. And then 96 um, is kind of when we started hanging out and everything, like maybe like February, March, someplace around there. And um, we fast forward, I would say in May, I remember... Probably sometime like maybe a week or two before Memorial Weekend, um, Francis and I were in the Bronx and we were supposed to be doing like another one of our get togethers. And we had driven by one of the guy's house. His name was Mo. And I, I don't really remember exactly all the details, but I just remember that Francis was he told me um, that he had feelings for me and I just kind of I didn't even I didn't even acknowledge it I didn't answer it I just kind of we were in his uh Dodge Caravan at the time that I called Night Rider and I just kind of turned out looked out the window and I was just like shaking my head because I had had this happen to me before where guys who I was friends with would you know start to develop feelings and I was just like dang it yeah, you kind of I'm sorry I mean to interrupt but you kind of put me on pause for a little bit until we make that final trip to um Six flag. Well, I didn't get there yet. So he's it's it's true. And here's the thing is remember I said that I worked at a bank and all the people at the bank, like the uh my girls that I was really close with, they were all like, Tiki, you're just glowing, so and so and I was like, No, nothing's going on. I'm like, We're just friends, we're just friends. It's like there's nothing going on. And so then he says this to me and I'm just like, Dang, like why? Well, a couple of weeks later, like I said, we were going uh, to, it was Memorial Weekend, we were all going out to Six Flags, and, you know, it, we were all excited, a bunch of adults going to Six Flags, acting like we were on a high school field trip or something, and I just remember that we were walking into the park, and he reached for my hand, and I didn't pull away. That's what I was talking about, that's what I'm talking about, not pull away. <laughs> And I kind of just kind of, it, it took me by surprise as well. And it just kind of, you know, continued on from there. And the next thing we know, we were dating. And then um, by that July, actually July 19th, uh, we were engaged. So you talk about a whirlwind uh, romance and quick, fast, in a hurry. Uh, that January 17th, 1997, we were married. 
That's 25 years from here. 25 <laughs> years ago today. Yes. And, well, I guess um, it it wasn't all gravy in the beginning. Uh, it was a blended no. family. I was already a mom and trying to introduce my children into this brand new relationship um, was kind of, it was kind of challenging in the beginning because Francis didn't have any children or anything and he was accustomed to things being one way and I was extremely close with my children and I wasn't about to change that or, you know, have that, um, that relationship, um, you know, just tossed to the side. And so we did, we kind of, I, I, I remember having an argument with him the day after we got married. He doesn't remember that, but I definitely remember that. And I was just like, oh my God, did I make a mistake? Um, and so we kind of joke about that because the things that I remember and the things that he remember are definitely different. But the bottom line is that, uh, we're here 25 years later and I'm still saying like, I can't believe that it's been 25 years. Like I, I'm sure. still in shock that sure it's, went by fast, <laughs> it, it did, it really did. And, and here's the deal is that. I don't just love my husband. I still like him. Like I love being with him, doing things with him. Um, like the days that I know that he's off Sundays has become my absolute favorite day because his days off are Sunday, Mondays, um, from his part-time job. And so we'll start off a lot of times with going to church on Sunday and then just spending the rest of the day either going to breakfast or whatever the case, like just driving around or whatever. Um, that's what we do. And I don't really give up my Sundays for anybody. I get invited to different things, but a lot of times, unless we both mutually agree, you know, we kind of stick it out on Sundays. Uh, that's cloud in the background. You know, he, he usually has to make an appearance. <laughs> so, but the thing is, is that we still enjoy being with each other uh, we still get excited about the times that we get to spend together. Uh, we still text one another throughout the day. We call each other throughout the day. And it wasn't always like that. I mean, um, you know, we've had some, we've had some extremely high highs and mm -hmm. we've had some very low lows. And I want to say, I think that really what got us through it wasn't so much that once things be once I began to see how we were different in a lot of ways, yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. In the beginning of our marriage, I definitely thought that I was the stronger person in the marriage. I, I thought that I was, you know, the more financially stable, the more independent. You know, I didn't need anybody because I was already a mom and had to learn how to navigate that without any real um, help uh, besides my family, but. Um, I definitely walked into the marriage with an ideal mindset of, you know, that he was gaining this great, huge prize and not really taking what he had to offer or thinking that there was even anything really to be offered. I just kind of thought that I was just this woman who was going to build him up um, from the very beginning. And when I tell you that God has taught me so many things because if you had asked me for the first part of our marriage I would have told you yeah I, what am I I'm a phenomenal mom that's what I am and then I would say and I'm a wife but I never would say that I was this phenomenal wife I would just be like I'm a phenomenal a phenomenal mom nobody could tell me anything different really um, but 
as I really got closer to God and I would go to God with these different, you know, issues or these different areas where he and I, Francis and I were at different points of view. You want to hear the funny thing is that I'm sitting here, you know, complaining or talking to God about Francis and God is sitting around talking to Tiki about Tiki. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh my God, I'm like, you're playing favorites. I mean, this, these are, these are actual conversations that I had with God. I was like, it's not even fair right now. You are playing favorites because a lot of the times God would have me do something about me and the way that I reacted to a lot of the things that I felt Francis had done that weren't correct or wrong. But 25 years later, especially the last three years, the last four years, um, when I was having my, my overcoming my health challenge where I came very close to dying, I began to see really because God knows he doesn't just see us the way that we are. He sees us the way that he's molding and shaping us into. And when you trust that process, when you trust God, um, you began to, you begin to see things the way he sees things. And Francis had so many qualities. Um, just a side note, like even when we were both going to the church that we were in for most of our marriage, People didn't even know me. I had been at the church way before he was, but when he came on the scene, like everybody was like, oh, Francis, listen, Francis, that, Francis, Francis, Francis. And they'd be like, then I became Francis's wife. Oh, that's Tiki. That's Francis's wife. She's married to Francis, whatever. And I'm like, hello. I was here before he was, but he just has a very natural way of just engaging with people. And he definitely has a heart of service. That's the one thing that I can say is that that has never changed throughout our marriage. He is a very hardworking man, very hardworking man. And he just has a heart to serve sometimes to the point of where people tried to take advantage of him. And I, that's really when you would see me step in, like I'm cool and everything, but don't start messing with the people that I care about because then a different side comes out. And so it didn't even matter. Like you, like you would hear people say like, I don't care if I'm talking about him, you can't talk about him. And that's kind of, you know, what would happen when I felt people were taking advantage of him. But going back to being able to see what, um, through God's lenses, what I couldn't see when I was looking through my own, um, hindsight was that, nobody, nobody was able to, and when I say, I mean, from like my insurance, from the medical field and everything, nobody was able to get a home health nurse to take care of me when I came home. And I was home for about three months before I went back to work. Um, and Francis did it. And even before that, even before he was my, my nurse at home, when I got transferred, cause I went to three different hospitals. When I got transferred down to my second hospital, it was like way down in Jersey because they had to send me to a specialist. Um, and he was coming, he was driving an hour and a half from where we lived in upstate New York to Jersey to spend the day with me. And then he would go and drive to work because he worked an afternoon shift from three to 11 or 1130 at night. Um, and I just really would have never expected that he would do those things for me to the degree that he did without even complaining or 
you know, uh, being upset or, or, but then to go beyond that and be the actual caretaker for me when I came home, um, again, you know, I, people told me in the very beginning of our marriage that, oh, he's not the one for you, this, that, and the other. But God knows, like you've, you've heard people say before that his, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. But he knew that even though Francis was nothing that I ever wanted, cause he's the, I, I had a preference. I had a, a type that he was everything that I was going to need in my life. And I am to this moment right now that I'm speaking with you guys, extremely grateful that I yielded to what the Holy Spirit, what God was showing me and teaching me um, about this man that I'm sitting here with today. And on that note, is how God bring people together. And same thing, I was, I was expecting that I was gonna have Tiki as as my wife because the fact that is all I knew. You know how God, you know how we are in the beginning. The guys are, you know, you see a girl, you be like, oh, okay, that's gonna be my girlfriend. We're just gonna hang out for a little bit and whatnot. And I had no intention of thinking about she's gonna be my wife. So I um. At the time, I was going to two, I was going to a different church to the church that she was going to, and I remember one time she said, "Well, we go, you're gonna have to come to my church, and then and then um, to be to do the same thing as what God's been telling her to do as well, you know." And I was like, "Okay, so this is a." At the time, I'm saying to myself, "Okay, me and Reagan, we going to this Catholic church." I mean, you know, people talk different. I'm not trying to bring anything into that, but. Um, I knew being born again because my mom, my grandmother is from Haiti. We grew up that way. It just when I came to America, we at the time I was in living with my grandfather, so the closest church was there was the Catholic Church, and that's where I started going to, and that's why I've been with Reagan as my friend, and then, and then from here on. So, by me being here, being there for for Tiki as a husband, and being being the part that God called me to be, the protector, the, the the guy, and to be to be the one to make sure that everything that she needed, that I'm there for that to to provide for it. Because God said that we are the the head of the household, and then we are the ones gonna provide for our family. And when that happened with Tiki, and I didn't give it a second thought because I said, okay, I'm the husband, so anything that she need. To, to 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 get healed and that's me I'm gonna be there to make sure she get healed and and take care of her and um, I am grateful for that and at the same time I I thank God because that 25 years later I have a wonderful wife that take care of me and also teach me things that I have not known and learned as I go along and also stand behind me for everything that that I need as well and I know um, we we talk about how you know the guy should have be pride of certain things and how guys should be taking care of certain things. On my on my situation in ways that I I think I thank God because the fact that Tiki, even though I'm not in much as her level, I appreciate for who she is because she see things different though I see things and I I really truly thank God for that because at time there's things that I might get wrong. And she's there to correct it, and I and I and I and I appreciate that, you know. And a lot of people is like saying, "Well, you know, she, you, you don't want to do this. You don't." I said, "No, 
I prefer my wife to care of this because she good as what she do. And I think that and I thank God for that. You know. Well, I thank you, Sir Hart. But we have we have different we are we have different strengths and that's one of the things that I learned and, and he's Francis is right, when we first were married, it was very hard for me to be with somebody who I mean, just just bringing it to this most basic level I am more of the white collar type and Francis is more of the blue collar type. He works a lot more with his hands. And so again, I really did believe that I was superior to him in some ways. And man, when I tell you that I've been humbled over these years because there was so much more to him and and when I really began to allow my heart to be tender towards him he's a treasure like Francis is truly a treasure and I I'm glad because I had to lay down my pride in order for me to really begin to see him the way that God saw him and again that came through my talks with God and and him correcting me and my behavior you hear people always saying like you can't change anybody else you can't force them to change you can't mold them into what you want god didn't make us robots you know we can't go around programming people the way that we want but here's the funny thing and it's true i've heard this before we've taken like you know some marriage counseling classes and things like that the thing that's really true is that if you really want to see someone change you have to first change. Like, what is it? Gandhi said, be the change that you want to see in the world. Be the change that you want to see in your relationship. That's that's one thing right there. Really look for the value in your spouse because they didn't just, you know, there was obviously something that you saw when you first started dating them in order to get to marriage. So sometimes in marriage, you know, life happens and you forget to, you take things for granted and you forget to look for the value. Um, and then the other thing is you got to keep the romance alive. You have to find ways. Like my husband works hard. He is a hard worker and it really is important to me to show him how much I appreciate the hard work that he does for his family. Um, Francis, I'm going to be straight out honest with you. Francis can make, I promise you, he doesn't even know how much he makes a year. He doesn't, he has no clue because I handle all the finances. My husband trusts me down to the very penny. I can go out, spend whatever I want or, and he doesn't worry about it. And even though I'm saying this, I still give him the respect and I'll back up. I wanted to get my nails done a couple of days ago and I looked at him and I was like, sweetheart, you know, is it okay if I go get my nails done? Because right now I'm working for him, for Duran Contracting. I run the office. So that's where I'm working right now while I'm getting my, while I'm waiting for my next book to get published. And he's looking at me like, why are you asking me this? T, you know, you have access to the business account, to my personal account, to the savings account, to our, our you know, he, he's like, you have money, you have access to all the money. Why are you asking me? Because it's important for me to make sure that he knows that I respect him to where even though I have carte blanche, that he knows what I'm doing and that he's okay with what I'm doing. And I appreciate that. And so we, you know, 
what are we doing, I guess, for our 25th anniversary? Well, we wanted to go away on a little trip um, to Vermont. Uh, but two things. I, we took a trip um, out of state last, last week. week. Last week. Uh, for a few days to, you know, say goodbye to a family member, one of my family members. And uh, Francis came, you know, with me. And, and even though it was a very hard situation um, as to the the cause of death and the, the you know, the 33 years is just really too young. Um, we had a wonderful, wonderful time with our family and they treat, they treat Francis just like, you know, he, they, they don't treat him any different. Like he is not the, he's not Tiki's husband. He's like, Tiki, he's like cousin, their, cousin, their cousin, cousin, their nephew, yeah. you know, their, their brother. It's, it's not even to where it's his, his family, my family, whatever, and vice versa. My mother-in-law is like, I'm her baby. I'm her daughter. And she will come to my rescue. You know, there are times when I have threatened him. I'm going to call your mother. <laughs> so, you know, so yeah, you know how they do it. It's like, well, I'm going to tell your mom. So figure out, tell your mom. And then you're supposed to be getting panicked a little bit about that because they're calling your mom and telling, telling your mom on you. <laughs> but, and that's the way that it should be. And that's actually on both sides of my family. My, uh, father's side of the family love Francis just as much, you know, as they love me. And my mom's side of the family, uh, you know, loves him just as much as they love me. And we, there's never any awkwardness or anything. And I, um, I'm just really appreciative and he really loves my family. So that's kind of rare. Sometimes you don't always have where the in-law side or the marriage side, um, that the relationships are so free flowing um, as they are in our relate in our situation, it wasn't always like that in the very beginning. But thank God, you know, over the years, it it, it became that way. I I remember telling one of my family members when I first got engaged, um, and she said to me, "Well, when you get," she goes, "I'm going to give you a piece of advice." She says, "Don't change your last name." So that when you get divorced, it will be easy for you to get everything changed back into your name. And I was just like, wow. And that same person, like, you know, once she got to really know him and just saw what kind of a person he was, like, you can't help but fall in love with this guy. You really can't. I, sometimes it's just a little annoying. Like, <laughs> all these people are just like, oh, Francis is like, even where we live now, there's been some people who have recently just, you know, come to the neighborhood and Francis has had the opportunity to get to know, you know, know them and everything. And now they're like inviting him over for uh, to watch football and Super Bowl parties and everything. You just can't help. He's just a very likable person uh people person and he really does have a genuine good heart uh and so i again am very grateful that through time and through uh just revelation and and getting to know him and and viewing him from a different point of view i've gotten to experience this person who i'm married to and we just wanted to come on for just a few moments and just say like, you know, marriage, our marriage is thriving. It's it's probably at its highest peak. And one of the things that I also wanted to mention that we've talked about before is that, you know, a lot of people get married for the sake of just getting married. And that was us in the very beginning. We were getting married, you know, just for the sake of getting married. But 
through the years and up to actually more within the last maybe you know three years we spent COVID together and we had the best time I'm like (laughs) we we we, I was furloughed (laughs) from my job and he was um laid off or furloughed from from his full-time job and we had the best like I know a lot of people were like I'm gonna kill you and I'm gonna bury the body and nobody's even gonna know because COVID is happening we're all on lockdown and so we don't see each other but (laughs) that wasn't the case with us like we really had a great great time um just reconnecting and bonding and spending time together and doing activities and oh my gosh watching some of these Netflix shows and Oh, we had like one day where I would choose a movie and it would be terrible and we would laugh about how bad this movie was. And then the next day he would pick one and it would be like off the hook. Great. Um, So we just had like those moments. Yeah, we did. We had these moments and everything, but we really had a great time. And why was I saying all that? I was getting to a point. Oh, 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 oh. So I do remember that the we started to really especially when Duran contracting when we picked up the business again last year in August that part of our the part of the purpose like we are not married just for the sake of being married when we looked at all the different obstacles uh or the things like he came from Haiti I was originally from Kansas and came to New York when I was a you know very young but I lived in both places for a while uh, like you know school year here, school year there, summer here, summer there. Um, and then I lived in Yonkers. He was from the Bronx and I started working a part-time job at Staples and that he was already working part-time and how we met. And, and then here's the other kicker that's kind of funny is that when I was going to Lehman College, he was a security guard there, but we never saw each other because his hours were night. And I only had one class that was like from six to nine o'clock, but the the station where he was or the gate where he was was not the same gate that I used to come in and out of so we never met each other there we both worked at Toys R Us at the same time but two different locations Um, and then he had seen me I love saying this that he tells the story that he saw me three times at three different times before we actually met and when I came to Staples to work part-time he's like he said to his friend Reagan there she is again like that's her so it was just kind of funny how I really felt that I think it was God God orchestrated orchestrated this whole whole thing thing because before we know it ourselves that that we was going to be made for each other at the time right and he had a purpose he had a purpose for us being together because the other kicker is that like I said I started working at Staples in 95 uh, November December and January of 96 his grandfather passed away and he went back home to Haiti to, you know, bury his grandfather. And he almost wasn't <laughs> able to come back to the United States because he wasn't a citizen at the time. And his passport, I don't know how he even got out the, the country without his they, passport. Well, when I went to the, um, I went to the, uh, to the embassy, embassy and then they said I could give you one way pass so you could leave to business. Since it was a funeral, it was able to give me one way letter to get me out of them to go to the funeral. But at the same time, I can't come back until I renew my passport to come back. But at the same time, I was already a resident of um of United, of uh, no, I was um oh you're a resident of the United States. I, I yes, was a, he was I mean, a legal I was a, resident. I was a legal resident of the United States. Mm-hmm. So I have my green card where it says that you know you residents you could go go, but I could I can't come back until I get a passport to come back with a passport. So, and the funny thing is, I remember working at Staples and they were talking about you know 
Frank, and they were like, yeah, yo, he might not come back. Like, he can't get, like, and it was like a couple of weeks before he was able to come back. But, and that's the point is that all of these different scenarios that could have uh, potentially kept us from getting together, it, it was like God, he, he maneuvered in and out through the whole thing. And I'm saying that to say is that we realize that we have a purpose. Like, our being married wasn't just for the sake of, you know, blending a family, me being his wife, him being my husband, but God actually has a mission and a purpose for our marriage that we've began to realize and live that out. And we, through Duran Contracting God, has really helped us to be able to um, just give back. We've always been very big givers. Uh, We've always enjoyed helping uh, through, even when our children were younger, we used to, especially around the Christmas holidays, we would find ways to be a blessing or Thanksgiving, serve in, you know, churches to food with the homeless and things like that. And um, I would say that through Duran Contracting this August or I was September, October, God really was able, no, actually I, I take it back. It started during COVID. It started during well, yeah, COVID. Yeah, we did get small, small jobs we, at the time. Yes. No, no, no. Not even with Duran Contracting, but us being able to help people oh, yes, that help, were in need. Yes, yes. When I tell help. you, we don't even know how God did it. Correct. Because we both were, like I said, we both had big salaries that we were no longer getting. And Francis couldn't even get unemployment. He was denied unemployment. So I was the only one that was getting unemployment. And somehow, some way, because we had a desire to help people we were able to really help people during COVID and it brought us such great pleasure to do these things. And then we just saw God bless us. So let me tell you one thing, you cannot outgive God. I winded up getting the biggest job pay career of my entire life ever. uh, Right after that, that at the end of that year, uh, December of 2020, uh, God just really did something amazing for us. But then even though I left that job in July and I'm working with Duran Contracting now, he's even super superseded what we were doing for people back then. And so we've just begun to realize is that that is a calling. That's something that God has, you know, he's blessed us to be blessings to others. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the mission or the purpose of our marriage. But we uh, just wanted to come on. I know it's been, you know, a few minutes and we wanted to just kind of share this special day with you and tell you, invite you into our story, our story. And we are actually going to go out to dinner, even though we weren't able to take our little journey to Vermont. But we've said, hey, this is this whole year well, is going to be our 25th uh, anniversary. wedding anniversary year. Well, so we'll just do it at a different date and time uh, when the weather is a bit, a bit more cooperative and we have some more time again. Well, we still had a good time today, but we, we got, did. We, got we, up. Did. We, we went to have breakfast, came home and watched uh, the, chosen. The, the Chosen. I don't know if anybody's yes. ever heard of The Chosen, but I'm telling you, it's highly, highly, yes, highly it recommended. Is. Yes, it is. And uh, we've just, again, we've just spent time together enjoying mm-hmm. each other's company and we're just very grateful for these 25 years and we are and, looking forward to definitely. the next 25 years. So. Yes, we are looking for the next 25 years. I can't wait, but I'm still, I'm going to wait because it's all in God's timing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So nice. thank you guys again. And we hope that you enjoyed this few moments with us and 
we I wish I, you. I did sound a little nervous in the beginning, so forgive me for that. So <laughs> I think you did well, sweetheart. I think I kind of just pulled out the the recording and was like, "We're doing this." Yes. Um, so <laughs> we just we just winged it. We were just winging it, and I, I think we did pretty well. But we want to wish you guys a happy, healthy 2022, yes. and you'll be hearing from me a lot more this year. And you know, just stick with me. We're gonna keep building 2022 together. Amen. Thank you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Stay healthy, happy, and talk to you soon.